Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, here we go. It is Cody and Gold on a Wednesday. We're actually going to start the show heading right out to Arrowhead as the Chiefs are expected to unveil their renovation plans. And we go to Arrowhead and hear from Chiefs owner Clark Hunt. Expressing our deepest sympathy for all the victims and their families. In particular, we are heartbroken for the family of Lisa lopez Galvin, as well as all the children who were wounded in the shooting. I want to express my deep gratitude to the leaders of Kansas City, the first responders who so bravely ran towards the danger that afternoon, as well as the medical professionals who so expertly took care of the victims. Out of this tragedy, we have seen so many heroes, and we are proud to be part of a city which cares for each other, supports each other, and loves each other. After such a tragedy, there is no easy way to get back to your daily routine. There's no smooth transition from talking about something that never should happen to talking about something positive or inspirational. But today, we're glad to be together again to share with you some details about our vision for the future of cheese football and one of the best fan experiences in the National Football League. Today, we are delighted to share information and renderings about our planned renovation of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. For more than five decades, this stadium has served not only as the home of Chiefs football, but as a cultural landmark for Kansas City and the entire Midwest. For generations of Chiefs fans, this is where they fell in love with the game. But this is also where they created memories between fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, grandparents and grandchildren, and made a lot of new friends along the way. In short, Arrowhead is a special place. It is among the most iconic stadiums in professional sports, and it has become a bucket list destination for NFL fans around the country, and it has grown to be recognized around the world. For, mo for so many of our fans, this place reminds them of family and that is certainly the case for me. As you know, my father once called Arrowhead his favorite place on earth. I grew up coming here, cheering on the Chiefs with my parents and siblings, and cultivating memories within these walls. This place means a lot to our family, just as it means a lot to our fans. The first thing we had to consider was the structural integrity of a more than 50-year-old stadium. We always knew that we'd like to stay here, but we had to figure out whether it was structurally possible. Thanks to the visionary design of this stadium in the late 60s and early 70s, and thanks in large part 
to the continued investment of Jackson County, the state of Missouri, the city of Kansas City, and our family, the stadium has weathered the test of time. We feel confident that with the right enhancements, GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium will continue to be the landmark that it is today. In just a moment, we will share a video that provides an overview of some of the biggest upgrades to the stadium's amenities, functionality, and surrounding footprint. We are planning improvements for every fan on every level. They will address everything from the ease of entry and exit, to the comfort of concourses and bathrooms, to new premium spaces, enhanced video boards, and the pre-game tailgate experience. What's important to note about these changes is that the spirit of Arrowhead will not change. These upgrades will allow us to continue the tradition of providing one of the best game day experiences in all of professional sports and to preserve and enhance the Arrowhead experience for a whole new generation of Chiefs fans. In just a moment, Mark Donovan will have further information about these planned improvements. But for now, please turn your attention to the video boards. All right, while they're airing a video, we will we will speak on a few things, and we'll go back out there as soon as Mark Donovan is addressing. If you're wondering, we'll retweet it from the station account at 610 Sports KC. Uh, the Chiefs did just put out some renderings, but while they're showing the video, it doesn't make sense for us, obviously, to carry that. And you're listening to Clark Hunt uh, and soon-to-be Mark Donovan addressing the media and those in the room as they are announcing their renovation plans for Arrowhead Stadium. And uh, I just saw, Cody, they sent out some of the renderings for what they – I'll just read how they're describing it. Uh, improvements across all levels inside, new activation zones, tailgate experiences, and much more. One of the renderings I'm seeing is essentially this long walkway or uh, uh, tunnel uh, that would go over the uh, section of the uh, the toll booth, if you will, that we already see, but basically redoing that whole area. You know how before you go in the tunnel and kind of walk? Sure. This would be like a, a much... more improved pedestrian walkway. Yeah, much different look for that. Also, a area in the parking lot, which we would presume would be where Kauffman Stadium is. Uh, It needs to be torn down first, but that would have a little concert stage among other things, including like a a football field that kids and family could could uh, could play on, and, and those are what some of the renderings appear to us to be. We'll get some of the details, Drew. Let me know when that video wraps up, and then we'll go back out to Arrowhead. Uh, obviously, it's a busy day anyway. There's a lot going on. We will get to the news uh, that from Jeremy Fowler that the Chiefs are going to release Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Not a surprise. That's expected. Always kind of was. Uh, and how do we view his time in Kansas City? They're going to save $12 million, though, in cap space by cutting Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And then also, uh, the other news is where it sure seems like Legereus Sneed getting tagged in trade, very, very real at this point, right? They're at least going to let him explore options outside of the current option, which is staying with the Chiefs. Yeah, I I would say, though, Cody, as you know, when there's a player that gets permission to basically talk to other teams for a trade, how often does that player not actually get traded? Like, I, I... I think it's very, very likely now. I just I, think very few players have ever been tagged and traded under the new system that I, you know, I've got to hold some doubt that it's for sure going to happen, but I understand your feeling towards that. There's no doubt. The second they entertain it or bring up that conversation gold, then yes, we're at least entertaining that possibility. The Chiefs, of course, did this very thing multiple years ago uh, back with uh, D Fort. So this happened in this, I, I, the, the number's not great, but they have done that before where they have decided to trade somebody after tagging. The Chiefs did yeah. that with, 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 did. in recent history. All right, let's go back out to Arrowhead. Clark Hunt, Mark Donovan, talking about the stadium renovations. Thank you. I just want to echo Clark's thoughts and also his thanks for you all being here today. I want to acknowledge a couple members of the audience members of our Jackson County Legislature. Thank you all for being here. Frank White, our County Executive, Mayor Quentin Lucas, thank you for being here. Kathy Nelson from our Sports Commission and Visit KC. Joe Reardon uh, from the Chamber. And then our partners from the Royals, John Sherman, Brooke Sherman, and Sora Torval. thank you for being here today. One other person I do want to acknowledge is someone who's been involved in, I think, every single meeting we've ever had about renovation. That's Kelly Kearns from Populous. 
Kansas City's own experts in sports architecture. So thank you all for being here. As Clark said, it's a very important day for the organization. It is a very exciting day for our organization to be able to share our vision of what a reimagined Arrowhead Stadium will look like. It's not only important that we do this, given the age of the stadium, but it's important we do this right. And we do it to honor the legacy of Lamar Hunt, and also do it in the spirit that continues this treasure that we have in our town that is a worldwide phenomena and an iconic stadium in sports. This is a significant public-private partnership, one that will build on the public-private partnership that we have had for so many years. It, um, it will start with structurally securing this building and making sure that we've repaired it, we're maintaining it, so that we have the ability to renovate and enhance it. What we're really excited today is to talk you through the enhancements and the renovation. And as we do that, you will see that there are numerous sustainability efforts that will make us be able to do this in a way that will have even less impact on our environment. Um, at the end of the day, what we will have is the ability to continue to attract the greatest events in the world and bring them to our town and all benefit from everything that comes with that. As you saw in the video rendering, we're looking at upgrades across all levels of the stadium as well as the grounds of Truman Sports Complex. I think that's an important point. The concept that you see here today, we're very excited about. Um, they are not final. This is our vision. This will be the foundation of what we do. We'll learn as we go through the process, as we've done this before. There's always some tweaks and changes as we go here, but this is the basis of what we plan to do. Let me take you through some of the highlights. So first of all, a completely new turf-covered activation zone built over the site of, of the current Kauffman Stadium, designed for game day and event day tailgates, activations, outdoor stage shows, both on game day and not on game day. You see the canopy there that partially covers the location. It's available year-round as an activation point for community events. You notice the VIP entry points that not only lead to the new spaces inside the stadium, but the thing about all of these additions, everything we're adding to this, is it actually alleviates the existing traffic throughout the rest of the building. So every single ad is a net ad in efficiency. It makes everyone's experience that much better. New sideline clubs will be constructed after excavating, after, after excavating underneath the entire lower bowl. Um, create not only premium seating, but also more activities and more access. And then the new end zone clubs and suites will introduce a new viewing and hospitality experience that we haven't had. I'm just going to take a second and share a personal anecdote on this. Clark and I and other members of our senior team for the last five years, every single time we go to an away game, we spend some time in the stadiums looking at what they've done, looking how they've done it. What can we learn from that? What can we take from that? What do we not want to do that they've done? And we have the good fortune of playing in Los Angeles twice a year to play the Chargers at SoFi Stadium and in Vegas to play the Raiders, in addition to getting another visit in February. Um, you know, when you're in those stadiums and you're talking about, should we build a new stadium? Should we renovate Arrowhead? It's very easy to get jealous. And the jealousy comes from, could we actually do this? Can we do it in a new building? Can we do it at Arrowhead? One of the things that has me most excited about this entire project is that you sit on that field level of Allegiant Stadium and you look at that amazing end zone suite that they have and you say, wow, too bad we can't do that. We found a way to do that. And not only are we bringing the best of the newest buildings in the NFL, we're putting it inside the iconic Arrowhead Stadium. So as Clark said, we're keeping the spirit of this building and everything that makes it special, but we're bringing the very best of the best into the building. And that has us excited about what the next chapter will be. That concept itself will add 10 suites on each end zone. And it'll also add another 1,000-person club behind each end zone. So the number of people who will be impacted by this is significant. 
In addition to all the new things we're talking about, remember that when you do a renovation of this size, everything gets renovated. So the existing suites, the existing clubs, the fixtures, the lighting, AV, televisions, everything gets better and the experience improves. From a big standpoint, when you look at that shot on the screen, you see the boards. Right now, our iconic boards are in the bottom 25% of the league in terms of size of video. When you think about the fan experience, we need to increase that, improve that. We need to be able to compete at a better point. So our plan right now is to increase the east board by four times and the west board by three times. That will bring us about average in the National Football League. But one of the keys for us was keeping that iconic shape. We think it's one of the things that we need to celebrate as part of the history of this great building. In addition to the video boards, new LED boards, um, and completely upgraded Wi-Fi DAS systems, as well as an audio system. So in addition to the visual experience, the audio experience will improve for our fans. I mentioned sustainability earlier. Um, it's one of the things that has come up and from a priority standpoint for us as we look into a project of this size, the ability to add energy efficient lighting fixtures, lower water consumption plumbing fixtures, added landscape bioswell retention areas, as well as better storm runoff. And we're actually looking at a way where with the potential demolition of the K that we can actually use all that concrete, mill it in a way that we actually use it as fill on site as opposed to having to haul it off and dump it and create more of an issue somewhere else. New concession stands, retail stands, um, throughout the building, not only in total number increases, but also in efficiency. Many of you have experienced our grab and go stands. We put them on every single level of the stadium. A grab and go stand has become extremely efficient. We track this every single game and right now we've increased throughput. So the number of people who can be serviced during that time frame by 30 to 40%. So it makes the experience better, it makes it better for our fans, it makes it better for our staff as well. A couple operational things to cover off with you all. Um, new tunnels, so we're one of, if not the only major sports venue in the States right now that only has one main tunnel. This is a significant add for us. The, the addition of this tunnel not only gives us the ability to put a brand new visiting team locker room on that side, create a lot more efficiency on game day, but also creates efficiency for us on all those special events that we bring in. But you can imagine in the summer when you're trying to book as many shows as you possibly can, the setup, tear down, move in, move out is a significant issue. The ability to have two tunnels makes us twice as efficient in that, so that'll give us the ability to bring even more major events um, to this great building. Let's go to the upper deck. We talked a lot about having an impact on every single fan and every single level of our stadium. What we're going to do is we're actually going to add upper concourse canopies on the two sidelines. So that'll provide cover for our upper deck fans. These are the areas that are gathering areas today. Now we're adding cover that will have not only uh, infrared heat, but also those enormous fans that will create some airflow in the summer months. So it's just a better experience for everybody on that level, and it gives the opportunity to be able to spend more time in those areas. In addition to um, the upper level uh, cover, we're actually gonna finally solve a problem that we've had on the upper deck since the earliest design. And that is if anyone has done this, in order to get from one side to the other, you've gotta go up, down, up, down, around, up, down, up, down, around. We'll actually close that off and have a 360 degree concourse level on the upper deck. It makes it a lot more efficient, makes the experience a lot better. And I know we keep hitting on this point, but the populist folks and the operations people get really excited about the fact that when you do that, you add more points of sale. You add more restrooms. That again alleviates the crowds on the existing restaurants. So if you think about our end zones and our corners, those are massive seating areas. Now they have a new place to go, it spreads out that crowd. So that's a significant advantage for us. In addition, from an operational standpoint, this renovation will create 40,000 square feet of space that we'll use for our commissary, as well as efficiency and operations. So think about the ability to service this stadium 
from the services and the premiums that we provide today, the building was not designed to actually service that. So it's a real challenge for us. This gives us the ability to accomplish that and, and create a much better experience from that standpoint. We move outside. You saw this was quick in the video. You see the new activation zone, zone. you see new parking orientation. On the bottom side there to the right of that screen, you see a new parking deck. So imagine on the E-lot, so the lot that you parked in today, there will be a parking deck over top of that. So those spaces exist. Now a deck on top of that with the existing same number of spaces on top. What we'll do in the bottom deck is we'll have a covered area for our players, coaches, VIPs, visiting team buses, et cetera. We'll also have the ability to put those same people in, in E-lot on that deck, which they'll be able to tailgate and do everything they normally do, and their entry exit is a lot easier. They'll walk directly into the building. We're excited about that parking lot. We'll also add parking to the other side, obviously, when we move out uh, Kauffman Stadium. So the net net is about 3,000 additional parking spaces, 1,300 in the new E-lot deck, and then 1,700 on the other side. Hitting the same point again creates more efficiency, makes it a lot better experience for everybody involved. Some really exciting things that we've added to this. As you get into this project, you start thinking about all the things you could do. So a number of years ago, we invested in Lot O, which is a major gravel lot um, to the west of the parking lot, west of uh, the stadium. What we're going to do that is we're going to pave a lot more of that. It's one of our more popular lots now. We're going to add power. One of the things that we've listened to our fans about in that area, we're going to add permanent restrooms. So it's a better experience for them there. And we're in discussions about adding ports to have RVs be able to come in and plug in in Lotto. Uh, something that we used to do in the past, we looked forward to potentially bringing that back. Another thing that we're gonna add with this, when you get these opportunities, um, you're able to fix a problem in a better way. So rideshare has become a lot more popular option for all of us. Uh, we see it on game day. We see it significantly on our special events and concerts. And while it's a relatively good experience coming in, it's a real challenge going out. So now we have the ability to use some space and create a designated and designed rideshare area. So that'll be part of the additions. Another thing we did from a safety standpoint, you see multiple spots on there and you saw the video of our bridge coming from lot L, which will be expanded uh, significantly, create a lot more efficiency and safety. We're also going to add some pedestrian bridges across the ring road so that our fans who are parking in lot O or other outside lots can actually come across without having to cross traffic. We think it's not only a safety issue, but also creates a lot more efficiency as well. I think when you look at the expanded entry plazas, when you think about what we're doing uh, outside the entrance, it gives us a lot more space as you come into the building, as you get closer to the building. We have become a lot more efficient getting people into the building. Uh, our team has worked really well from a technology standpoint with our scanners and with ticket scanning to be able to get people in safely and more quickly. It creates a lot more opportunity with more space there. Just some simple numbers that may not sound big that are significant from an operational standpoint. Not the sexy stuff, but 170 new toilet fixtures will be added and over 120 new food and beverage points of sale. It's important, trust me. Um, I mentioned the upgrades of the Wi-Fi. I just want to end with this and then we'll move to questions. Um, this has been a long process and I want to recognize the members of our team, the members of the community that we've worked with, members of our fan base, our season ticket members worked with to get to this point. Um, there are many steps to go. The first and most important is April 2nd. We need to pass that bridge in order to continue to move on this project. We are extremely excited about the opportunity to bring the best of the best into the most iconic venue in sports. Thank you very much. So again, you're listening to Mark Donovan and Chiefs owner Clark Hunt discussing their vision, their plans for a renovated Arrowhead Stadium, and they're about to open up a Q&A portion, which we maybe will get to some of the more detailed information. Still haven't heard anything about the cost or anything like that. We all know it requires a, a yes vote on April 2nd for this to happen as well. Let's go back out to Arrowhead. We have microphones floating in the back. We'll start Neil. 
Gentlemen, no roof. That was something that people had talked about, even a rolling roof. Why did it make the decision to, to go away from that? Uh, well, as you know, that was something that uh, we studied very carefully uh, 20 years ago was part uh, of that planned renovation. Um, when it uh, did not pass and we weren't able to do it, uh, the design really went away from, from the roof. Um, uh, we were uh, envisioning that roof specifically in conjunction uh, with the Super Bowl. Um, you know, certainly I'd like to think that Kansas City, you know, has the opportunity to bring a Super Bowl. But I also know uh, that uh, our football team likes playing in the elements. They like playing on a grass field. Um, we certainly think it's a competitive advantage for us. What, uh, what's the total cost of the project and how much is uh, ownership investing in the project itself? Uh, so uh, the renovation is estimated to cost $800 million and our family will be investing 300 of that. And then um, are there any renovations to the practice facility that will be part of this project? Uh, <clears throat> Those are not contemplated uh, at this time and are not part of the numbers uh, that I just shared with you. Um, we, we are going to evaluate uh, our long-term needs there and uh, uh, may come back uh, at a later time with some thoughts on that. Uh, hey, either one of you could address this. Um, We've heard populists say that the, the concrete at the Royal Stadium is degrading, and that's part of the reason why it would be so expensive to renovate there and a new stadium makes sense. What's the difference with the concrete here that allows you guys to renovate, and what's a larger stadium compared to that one? Yeah, so I, I know that question's been asked a lot. There's a very simple answer. Believe it or not, bad batch. So one team got a good batch of concrete and one team didn't. And you've heard about concrete cancer and all those things. It's real. Um, and you know, one of the things we looked at in our perspective, and Clark mentioned this, when you embark on can we renovate this building, one of the first things you do is core samples. You know, the cement and the rebar was put in 1970, not 72 when it opened. So you've got to make sure that that's right. And there's some real issues with their concrete. We know that because we've seen in both studies. And then Clark, I just wonder, you've addressed it before, but for your dad, what was so special about this place and, and why is it important to you and the rest of the family that you you know, keep it around at least another 25 years? Yeah, well, I think what my dad loved best about this stadium was the connection that the team had with our fan base. And uh, if he was alive today, I think his answer would, would be the same, that, you know, he, he loves uh, this building because of what it means uh, to our fans. And um, we still believe that it's one of the best stadiums in the National Football League, but we also know that it's a bucket list destination, as I mentioned, for fans across the NFL, uh, as well as for our fans here, here in Kansas City. So uh, he knows how much it me meant to our fans and how much it means to our fans today, and, and that's why, in large part, we want to renovate. Could you speak to a timetable and how the World Cup may play into this? Yeah, so... Um, we have to do the modifications to the stadium, obviously, in time for 26. So we started that now. It'll go through the next few summers. Uh, this project that we're talking about won't kick in until after that. So at the earliest, mm -hmm. it'll be 27 we start doing work. Uh, ideally, you know, 27, 28, 29, we'll work in the off seasons. We'll keep playing games here. Um, but we hope to be ready and open by 30, um, but potentially 31 if we need to. Eric West on the next page, KC. Uh, with the new parking renovation, how will that affect tailgating? Because that's one of the great experiences about coming to Arrowhead. And number two, will parking increase the price of cost, the cost of parking increase? Yeah, so I'll answer the, both of those questions. Number one, tailgating will get better. Um, what we're looking at is, again, you get the opportunity to start over. So we looked at exactly how should the cars be facing. What's easiest from an in-and-out standpoint and what creates the most space for tailgating? And we looked at a lot of different options. One of the things that was first and foremost on our list of potential is we must have tailgating. We must continue to enhance tailgating. 
It's one of the things we're known for. So you're going to see a better opportunity. When you look at that covered canopy space on the new activation zone, you're going to see some very interesting ways to tailgate in that space. So it's trying to take advantage of that space to better tailgating. On parking prices, um, I know it's a popular topic. If you look at the National Football League and you look at average parking prices, we're, we're relatively average. Um, so we'll continue to, I can't tell you today what the parking is going to be in 2031. Um, but we've been very conscious of what we charge for pricing. And one of the things we've done and will continue to do, and I would bet we're going to do this in 31, is you're going to pay the lowest possible price for parking if you buy in advance and you use the system because that makes it more efficient for every single one of our fans. So it's less about the price of the ticket. It's more about how do we get these fans in here as efficiently as possible so everyone has a good experience. Guys, I got a couple questions here. Number one, uh, who, have you got figured out who's going to pay for the demolition of Kauffman Stadium? If you guys get a, a yes vote, is that part of your money or how that works? And I'll have another one. Yeah, so as part of the LOI that we've already uh, put in, uh, we've agreed with the Royals that the taxpayers in the county will not have any uh, responsibility for that. And in terms of the, you guys have the LOI, but you don't have a lease that people have seen yet, can we expect to see a lease that's agreed on and signed before Election Day? Yeah, so one of the things I think is um, an advantage for us from a lease standpoint, from a CBA standpoint, is that we're doing a renovation of an existing project. We, we have a very good lease. We'll extend that lease. We had a really successful and uh, beneficial CBA. We'll extend that CBA. Um, so that's our plan, and we're moving very, very quickly on both of those, um, and we fully expect to get them done in the near future. A couple of questions. What will the seating capacity be when it's completed? <clears throat> so it, it will continue to be above 70,000. We don't have a final count, but one of the things that I'm personally very sensitive to from a design standpoint uh, is making sure that Arrowhead remains one of the loudest stadiums in the National Football League. And a big part of that is uh, having the ability to host over 70,000 fans and keep them as close as possible uh, to the field. I'll just add to that because I was smiling to my staff that we started sitting down planning meetings and we talked about you know the average stadium, what size should it be, and there are a lot of reasons why you'd want to go down to 60 if you look at the last four or five new stadiums are all between 62 and 68. And we started looking at numbers like that. And he stepped in and he goes, never under 70. <laughs> so so it'll, it will it'll be more than 70. Right. Uh, there had been anticipation that you would be developing the Kaufman site as an entertainment district and other spin-off stuff to encourage, increase the revenues around here. Now it's going to be a 1,700 space parking lot. What are your plans for all these other amenities that had been originally considered for the Kaufman site? Yeah, I think um, it's important to recognize that originally considered by whom. Um, so our plan was we looked at that. We actually uh, did a pretty good analysis on real estate development, what we could do, entertainment districts, et cetera. And there's some reality that hits you pretty quickly. Um, right now in this market, this is not a location that is worthy of developing. Um, so as, as harsh as that sounds, it's just the reality from a business standpoint. Secondly, when you look at making a decision like that, you got to look at your competition. And the reality is we're going to have some unbelievable competition downtown when the Royals do what they're going to do. So why would we do something that competes with that and try to compete with that? And then I would say this, and most importantly, everything that we've done in this project has been focused on how do we enhance the fans' experience? How do we make Arrowhead better? And when you start with that focus, you start to lose the, the need to do more. So what we've done in everything you saw in that video and what we'll continue to do is how do we make the experience at Arrowhead better than anywhere else, whether you're going to a Taylor Swift show, a Morgan Wallen show, or a Chiefs game. My question is for Clark, depending on the money that you guys could or may not get from the state of Missouri, does this project at all change? Uh, <clears throat> no, it, it wouldn't. We would not be willing to sign a lease for another 25 years without the financing uh, to uh, properly uh, renovate and reimagine the stadium. 
Um, so uh, the, the financing puzzle is very important to us and making sure we have enough funds to, to do everything that uh, we've outlined today with Mark's caveat that certainly as we go through the design phase, some things will change. Do you think your family would be willing to invest more if you guys don't get money from the state? Well, one, one thing that I didn't mention uh, in regards to the question on, on the uh, cost of the project and our family's commitment is like we did in 2006, uh, we would cover any cost overruns uh, on the project. Um, so those things are not, not directly uh, related, but the, uh, the taxpayers' uh, expense, the state's expense would be capped and uh, anything that surprises us, which frequently happens on construction projects, would be on our family. Yeah, uh, following up on that a little bit, um, could you speak as to the breakdown of um, funds from the upcoming sales tax extension and the state that would cover the, the $500 million um, gap that we're talking about in the project cost provided? Yeah, yeah I'll handle that one. So um, I think it's important that we go back to the slide that had uh, maintain and repair. So the, tax, the three cent sales tax is designed to do exactly what it's done for the last um, 10 or so, 20 years, um, which is, I should say from 2006, which is it is going to pay for repair and maintenance of the building. So to give you some perspective, last year, this organization put $23 million into this building. So the taxes are going to cover that, any overflow that goes into operations and things like that. So that's the first piece of this puzzle. The, the five, uh, the $800 million project uh, that we have and the 300 that we're going to put in, that becomes additional sources. So in the past, we got support from the state, the city, and other government entities, and that's what we look to do going forward. Yeah, and um, there, there's the perception certainly out of Jackson County that the chiefs are interested in working on the state funding piece of this with the current governor, Mike Parson, in office. Um, can you speak as to that? We've had Is great conversations with Governor Parsons. We'll continue those conversations given the time frame. It's who we're going to be dealing with. Um, so we look forward to continuing those conversations. All right, so that was Mark Donovan and Clark Hunt out at Arrowhead announcing their plans, their vision for a potential renovation out at Arrowhead. Of course, this all... Uh, relies on the three-eighths and sales tax extension passing on April 2nd. A lot to address, not only with some of the renderings, but some of the answers and the cost and potentially what happens uh, if, if some of the financial commitments are not made as well. We're just getting started. This is Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. Get a different start to the show today, obviously, the first 35 minutes or so. That press conference out at Arrowhead with Clark Hunt and Mark Donovan announcing their vision for what the next iteration of Arrowhead Stadium could look like with some conceptual renderings. If uh, if you follow us on 610 Sports KC or the Chiefs Twitter account, you obviously have seen the maybe the video. You can check it out in some of the graphics out there. A lot to get into with that, and that's where we're going to start. And then we'll we'll get to on-the-field stuff, uh, which is MVS reportedly going to be released. 
to save $12 million. Also, Legereus Sneed looks like uh, both parties involved there, Sneed and the Chiefs, understand that uh, a trade is, is a viable path if need be, and there's not a long-term deal. Uh, minutes ago, Lance Leipold just got a new extension at Kansas, so there's a lot going on here on a Wednesday. It's Cody and Gold. We appreciate you guys, as always, and you can interact with us on the t- J. Southland Toast Service text line, 913-586-7610. Let's just start with, what did you make of the renderings and what their, as they said, their vision is, and we can get into the cost and some of the other stuff in a second. For me, a bit underwhelmed. Um, this is not meant to be a knock on the entire project or that there aren't parts of it that function, but look, I'll be honest. I feel like I'm getting more bang for my buck for starters from the money. If I'm giving the same money to the Royals and the chiefs, I feel like I'm getting more for my dollar out of giving it to the Royals right right now, because so much of this project is about making it functional, which kind of goes to the point of what's been the problem, which is, It's not a functional stadium because it's outdated. Things that include parking issues or like, hey, we're going to give you three pedestrian bridges or we're going to do this. Some of the things are nice. I like the canopy in the upper deck with the heated stuff. I think that's nice. I understand you're going to do VIP areas and club stuff. Cool. I understand. But the rest of it just feels like you're basically just making the building functional and giving me one turf field with a small stage on it. I don't feel like I'm getting very much other than just putting the stadium together long enough to keep it alive, which to be honest, does it make for all that sexy of a rendering? Hey, look, it's a bigger video board. I'm like, cool. If you love Arrowhead, you're probably just like, it's like slightly improved Arrowhead experience. It doesn't feel like they're adding anything new. So this was why from the beginning, uh, for the last two years, I think at least, we've when we've discussed the possibility of what does the future of the German sports complex look like for both the Royals and for the Chiefs, and why the renovation didn't make a whole lot of sense to me compared to building a brand new building. We all know that ship has sailed. If they're staying in Jackson County and this thing passes on April 2nd, it's going to be this renovation. The only way their Chiefs are building a new stadium is if everything fell apart uh, and they have to actually move across the state line or something, and obviously that's not the plan that they are envisioning and hoping for at this point in time. And the renovation doesn't allow you to do a retractable roof or anything like that. And I wasn't and, anticipating that. I'm, and, I'm not bummed by that. We knew that going into today. Um, a new stadium, though, would have allowed you to do that. Today was all about the renovation plan. And, yeah, when you compared on one side, Cody, to the Royals' brand-new stadium downtown, a brand-new venue that's going to hold 33,000 versus renovating a 50-plus-year-old stadium with the Chiefs uh, that holds 70,000, I think you were always probably going to view the new bright, shiny building in different light than renovating uh, an old building, right? And I think that was understood. The renovation going into it depends on what your expectation, I think, was. Like, we always know in any stadium, whether it's the Chiefs or any other franchise, renovates, they're automatically always going to renovate the suites. They're going to renovate the premium areas. That's just... Of course. The, the the nature of the business. I'm forgetting you know. of that. Um, I, I do think there's some cool aspects to it. You know, um, I, whether or not these all look like that by 2030, who knows? Because th- that was one thing that Mark Donovan and Clark Hunt both mentioned. They have to wait till after the World Cup to start this. So it could be 2030 or 2031. He said 2028 to start the project. Hopefully could, done by 2030 or 31. Right. Yeah. And that's assuming, again, that it passes um, on April 2nd. The, the two things that kind of stood out to me, um, one was the new video boards by while keeping, you know, they talk about keeping the shape or whatever. Okay. Maybe that's a big deal to people. I don't know, but I, I want a new video boards and that was a huge thing. That. And I think that is, that is key. You go to any new stadium, whether it was us at Allegiant, whether I was at Lambeau and that's an old stadium that they've renovated. Their video boards are just massive and way better than what chiefs fans have at Arrowhead. That's neat. And anybody that's set up in the 300 level knows uh, not only are there currently not any areas for you to uh, get any, cold relief or relief from the heat on the flip side, right? With these canopy areas, that is actually, I think a really nice addition, not to mention being able to walk all the way around their key part of the project. I actually think other than the VIP and the club end zone club and suites, which is going to be for, you know, a certain sector of the fan base, a very small sector of the um, fan base is what they're doing in the parking lot and trying to enhance that. And that requires, of course, the Royals moving out of Kauffman stadium. And that's part of the whole renovation plan is that they're calling it an activation zone, basically an entertainment space on top of the the tailgating that you already have and adding to that to continue to piggyback off of what is the, you know, the best tailgating experience in the NFL. So the only, the only way I think that you would have been blown away by the renovation is if it was 
obviously more than $800 million to where suddenly in the actual bowl portion, you would see something different. The part that you're going to see from in your seat that's different is new new ribbon boards and new uh, new video boards. Everything else is going to be either if you're in the premium levels or if you're in you know the upper level yeah. concourse or on the parking lot. It's I mean, like, they're actually covering all areas of the entire complex. I guess other than a roof, which would have not been feasible based off of everything they have said, I, I don't know if there was something that, what, I guess, what did you want to see that, that would have blown you away? Look, I always knew that there was going to be a portion of this, but for me, like if, if I'm paying for the money, right, part of what I'm paying for in getting the new Royal Stadium downtown and giving this money is creating an experience that is different than my experience. They're not creating that. They're giving me a pedestrian bridge. They're claiming parking will be slightly easier, and they're allowing me to walk around the thing. So what you would think is where Kaufman no longer is, give me that experience. But they told on themselves a little bit. They said it straight up isn't worth developing over here. Yep. You're not going to get restaurants or hotels or amenities. We're going to put a field here. There'll occasionally be a house band playing on this little stage, and that's it. Like, I'll be out. That's it. Because if you're looking for a new experience at the stadium, you're not going to get it. They're claiming they're just going to make your experience that you already like about Arrowhead like 5% better. You love tailgating? Cool. We might give you a place to plug in your RV, and we're going to give you a few, like, we're going to give you a better parking and a few more permanent bathrooms. Hey, you like, you know, like, the things you like about Arrowhead are trying to make it slightly better. It's just, I don't feel like I'm getting, I'm honestly, I'm not sure I'm getting anything new. Well, what you're in describing my experience is... about the stadium. And they said this. Hold on. There's one more thing they said okay. that they told on themselves a little bit and then I totally understand is that when they were talking about like the money, they said that's what the sales tax has always been for. It's just to fix this dump. That's kind of what they said, right? It's just to fix this place. That's what this money was designed for in the first place. Wasn't meant to give you big, fun, flashy things. It's just to make sure this it stays together. A big, a big chunk of the money of the sales tax every year goes to uh, keeping up the yeah. facilities. Yeah. Yeah. Of the public money. And so when you're going to have a big uh, renovation or upgrade, it is going to require ownership commitment. We'll get to the dollar amount in a second. As ownership said, they're willing to commit $300 million of the $800 million project. So there's a $500 million gap that has to be made up by the state of Missouri slash Jackson County sure. uh, taxpayers or anybody that buys anything in Jackson County, I should say, via the, the sales tax. No, I was just going to you, – you were you were obviously talking about a lot of things. I, so what you described and you're like talking about the experience – that was why we talked about a brand new stadium versus a renovation at one point, because what you're describing yeah. is basically probably what requires a brand new stadium. Which is why you and I, I think both wanted that. You know, and so yeah. with the renovation, there's obviously limitations within that. You know, I I think where I'll push back a little bit on the, hey, we're just making things better. You were saying like as a negative, like we're just making your current experience better. Anytime we, you and I have brought up new stadium, what's one of the things other than the financial element to this thing? What's one of the things that everybody says? Arrowhead is just fine. I love Arrowhead the way it is. We don't need to do anything new. Why are they changing anything? So then on the flip side, I don't think you can be critical of saying, well, they're only making the current experience better. What have people said? They like the experience and they're just making it better. Most people have said, keep what makes Arrowhead great and just expand on that. I it would probably argue, depends on what you're looking for. I, I sure. would argue that is what they're doing with the renovation. They're expanding on what people view what makes Arrowhead great. There are elements to the renovation that, yeah, I'm not naive enough. I recognize that uh, there's elements to this that are only going to be for certain individuals that can afford what they already afford, right? The sideline club stuff, 95% of fans, that doesn't mean yeah, anything. Sure. But they're, you know, the the outdoor space built over the current side of Kaufman, the upper concourse connection, the canopy, uh, the parking upgrades, the new concession stands, all that kind of stuff, like that does matter for every single fan. There are limitate. We're talking about a renovation, not a brand new stadium. I feel like some of the things that that you might be bringing up are what would be required in a brand new facility, not just a renovation. Sure. And again, you and I had stated from the beginning, this was part of my issue with their plan versus the Royals plan is it just kind of felt like that was probably the best case. And I, look, I don't know. You can believe the bad batch concrete. Yeah, stuff how about that? How about that? We've heard that before. Um, um but whatever. Like yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't need to get into. Look, I'm not a structural engineer. It seems like some structural engineers have said the concrete's fine, and some said it's trash. And honestly, I truthfully believe it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's not as bad as the Royals say it is, and it's not as good as the Chiefs say their concrete is. It's probably somewhere in the middle, and that's fine. I that was the whole point. And look, it's definitely improved. I'm not trying to say that this isn't better than the current setup. It obviously is. But there's always going to be a little bit of the hang-up of, one, the Royals are committing more money. 
than the Chiefs are. Yep. The Chiefs are pretty much just saying, hey, we're just trying to improve the current existing setup, not giving you a new experience. So then it feels like, oh, okay. And then, look, I'll be honest, Clark made it very clear today, and I don't blame him for doing so. It's like, if this doesn't pass, I'm not just saying I'll front this $800 million to make it look like this. Yeah, the so, financial setup that they, they envision has to be in place for them to uh, continue to commit to Jackson County and to continue to, continue to commit to this particular renovation. But I think we already kind of knew that going in. I think yeah. it's been pretty simple. If, if on April 2nd it is voted down and it's a no vote, on the three eight cent sales tax extension, then everything's back on the table for both the Royals and the Chiefs in terms of either staying in the region but moving across the state line, moving out of the region, like all that kind of stuff comes into play. Um, People can get upset when I say that and say, oh, you're just threatening and scaring people. There's reality. It's reality. We've all seen it in other cities. So fortunately, we have a state line that I don't think the teams wouldn't leave the region. I think we'd be talking about Kansas coming into play at some point if this thing didn't pass. But I don't think it should surprise anybody to hear Clark Hunt say, yeah, I'm not just coming up with the other $500 million. (laughs) Um, You and I have discussed that in a perfect world, all these projects are funded by ownership. That's just not, unfortunately... The, the, the setup that we have allowed to happen over the last 30 years in sports. Let's simplify this to a, a simple thing. We're going to keep talking about this, obviously, even after this next break. But yeah. if I just made you break it down, this is what I want your answer for on the other side of the break. If I wanted, give me a letter grade for what the Royals are doing and what the Chiefs are doing and tell me where you would grade those current projects based on your satisfaction. I think that that's a good way to start. That'll give us some sense of where we are. We'll do that. And we'll take a couple of your phone calls as well. What did you guys make of the renovation plan announcement by the Chiefs and what it means for April 2nd and what it means for the future of the Truman Sports Complex? It's Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.